Iceland has been bracing itself for a significant volcanic eruption on the Reykjanes Peninsula near the capital Reykjavik. Tens of thousands of earthquakes have rattled the country in recent weeks, and along with evidence that an underground river of magma, about 15 kilometres in length, is rising towards the Earth's surface, led nearly 4,000 people to evacuate from the town of Grindavik earlier this week. Dr Greg de Pascal is an associate professor of geology at the University of Iceland in Reykjavik, and he joins me now. Hello. Hello, good morning. Excellent pronunciation as well. Well, thank you. Iceland is particularly challenging. How is Reykjavik? Are you feeling shaken? Uh, there have been a lot of earthquakes. We've been having 1,000 to 2,000 earthquakes per day for over a week now. But it seems to have died down a bit over the last 24 hours. Is that good or is that ominous? <laughs> It could be good if it's the plate releasing some of its stress, or it could be ominous because maybe the magma is slowly working its way up. Um, it's We're at a bit of a wait-and-see moment. So the area that is particularly afflicted with these earthquakes is a peninsula um, in the southwest, I think, of Iceland. Is this usually particularly prone to seismic turbulence? Absolutely. So Iceland's a, a plate boundary like New Zealand, but instead of in New Zealand where you have one plate going underneath the other, like in the North Island, or two plates sliding against each other, like in the South Island, in Iceland you actually have a plate that's being split apart. And so the, the European plate and the North American plate are being split apart in southwestern Iceland, and it's essentially creating new oceans. This is the same mechanism that generated the division between South America and Africa, where, you know, even children can see that they would fit together like puzzle pieces. And so this mid-ocean ridge is essentially splitting apart the, the southern part of southwestern Iceland. And, and there's a lot of earthquakes associated with these processes as well as volcanism. Is, um, is the town of Grindjevik still subject to evacuation? Are those 4,000 people still out of their homes? Absolutely, yes. And so in addition to the earthquakes, there have been a lot of uh, tectonic movements. So there have been fault lines that are moving. And these are what we call normal faults. So they tend to have vertical motions. We have these large steps in the landscapes. It almost looks like a, a staircase through town. And unfortunately, it's gone through a lot of people's houses. And um, it looks in some ways some of the destruction, although the mechanism is completely different to some of the destruction I saw in Canterbury when I was living there during my PhD. And we need to remember that Iceland only has 350,000 population. So everybody must know somebody who is evacuated or damaged or traumatized by all this. Yeah, absolutely. But like, like Kiwis, Icelanders are very resilient. You know, they've had a, a strong history of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions that have led to great famines and um, terrible die-offs of the population, plants and animals and people. So, yeah, everyone's trying to help out and volunteering and offering up homes for those that have been displaced. So that's that's a really positive thing is to see different communities coming together and lending a hand. We are, you know, similarly affected by 
earthquakes, not so much volcanoes in New Zealand, but it seems to me that Icelanders must feel particularly precarious. Do they? Yeah. Um, you know, some of the biggest eruptions in the last couple hundred years have occurred in in Iceland that have impacted the climate around the world. Yeah. Um, there there were years that some say the French Revolution started because of a an eruption in Iceland in the 1780s, which led to, you know, widespread crop damage in France and throughout Europe and throughout North America as well. And so these these eruptions can have large impacts. However, we think that if this uh, is going to erupt, this is probably going to be more of an effusive eruption. So there'll be lots of lava flow, but probably not super explosive and not this big, you know, column of ash and gas associated with it. Um, if it does erupt underneath the ocean, so some of this uh, underground river or dike, as you refer to it, um, does appear to be projecting off into the Atlantic Ocean, just south of, of Grindavik, southwest. And so if it did come up under the ocean, it would be a bit more explosive. And um, my colleagues have modeled that it could be maybe an eruptive column on the order of 15 kilometers high. Wow. Gosh, and are you? What's the most likely outcome as a geologist? What do you think is likely to happen in the next couple of weeks? Say, I'm not in the business of predictions. <laughs> um, but, That's uh, the trouble with yeah. you people. You can't predict earthquakes and volcanic eruptions. Yeah, maybe maybe in 50 years with the help of some AI and really analyzing <laughs> the data, but we can and we try to look at previous events. And so there were similar events in the 1970s in the north of Iceland where we had this combination of tectonic processes and magnetism. And so if the plate's being split apart, it's creating these new faults and these new pathways for magra magma to migrate to the surface and have eruptions. And uh, we've had three eruptions in the last couple of years. And the last three were very much tourist eruptions. You know, you could walk up and have a cup of tea and sit with your friends and watch the lava come out of the ground and um, this one seems like it's a bit different. You know, we're already seeing destruction of people's homes and livelihoods. And so it's, it's a different defenses can be. I mean, I understand that dikes have been dug to perhaps redirect the lava from somewhere you're not quite sure about yet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good thought. There's a there's an important geothermal power plant, which is one of the oldest geothermal power plants in the world and um, hot water production facility. So most of Iceland gets its um, home heating and hot water for washing and purposes straight out of the ground, just comes out hot. And this plant is threatened by a lava flow and it's been damaged from the earthquakes that have been occurring. Uh, but we don't really know where it will come up if it does come up right now. So this is a challenge. If you build the, the dikes and then um, it comes up within it, you're going to have a pond of, of lava so there's a, a it, it's a good idea, and we should be doing that. But there are some uncertainties related to the protection of infrastructure. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, look after yourself. That was Dr. Greg De Pascal from Reykjavik.